Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, two weeks left until one crazy weekend. That's right. If you're looking at today's calendar, it's Friday. You've got one more Friday, and then the next Friday after that is one crazy weekend. So I'm looking forward to that kicking off. And on today's episode, we're going to do, we're going to get caught up on where I've been all around the world over the past 30 days. In addition to, we're going to be talking with uh, George T. I got him in the studio and we're going to be uh, doing a little bit of a round table today. So talk about a bunch of stuff, places I've been, things that are going on, projects, and we're going to do a detailed discussion about the show. Lots of questions people are having. So without any further ado, guys, let's get into it. Round table, pre-show, show on let's talk dubs you probably don't know that there's a new volkswagen out that doesn't look like a volkswagen What's up, Bill T? Well, just uh, here back in the USA after my uh, couple Jet weeks of lifestyle, couple weeks of world gallivanting. <clears throat> but before we get into that, what I'd like to talk about is the most the the most spectacular thing that's happened. Better than going all around the world <clears throat> is going to Let's Talk Dubs weekend. Let's Talk Dubs in the wagon. One crazy weekend at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. That's coming up in two weeks. Friday, October sixth. And Saturday, October 7th, <clears throat> it's going to be kicked off with a meet and greet four o'clock at the hotel. You guys can start rolling in. We'll have all the barricades up and set up. And if you're going to be uh, partaking the strip cruise and all that stuff, you can come right on inside the barricades and we just kind of hang out. We'll have some uh, just a big meet and greet there, kind of hang out a little congregation before the get down. And we, and we cruise the strip, we'll end up cruising the strip at 8 p.m. So we'll line up about 7.30, get everybody lined up, and then start heading off the property at 8 p.m. So if you want to be part of the strip cruise, you've got to make sure that you're at the hotel about 7.30, 7.45, and just follow all the cars on the strip. So the strip, as you guys know, <clears throat> has had a little bit of construction up because of the F1 stuff. And uh, so with that, um, you know, the goal is that we're going to be, we're going to kind of route it a couple few days before and just figure out the best, most effective way to go down the strip. And uh, there'll probably be two two groups, one group that'll do a little bit longer than the other, um, just depending on traffic. But we're really going to look assess the traffic because strip cruising is fun, strip sitting is not. So, uh, you know, that's where we're at. I just rode my bike down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard the other day, and I don't recall too much traffic from T-Mobile over. Like over to where to my house so to down towards downtown i don't recall Hold going on. through any traffic was the date and time of this you did this, this. Is last week last sunday oh yeah sunday during the day yes yeah it's a problem sunday during I'm the day there's no home. construction <laughs> yeah i didn't see construction. They may, <clears throat> they may not have construction hopefully they've got all that cleared up yeah. i'm gonna hit that thing at nighttime probably uh saturday night this week i'm gonna ride it on sunday morning as well and I'll Sunday, check it again. Saturday night's the more important part because that's when it's going to be the busiest. You know, that'll give you a good idea of, of what kind of times we're going to be there. But ultimately, as long as there's no crazy divots and, uh, and, and, and trench plates and stuff like that, I don't want to put anybody in a, 
in a bad way and we may have uh some guys that are rolling with like real low guys to kind of stick to one lane and then we'll just make sure that we we kind of have an idea so trying to make sure everybody can hit the strip cruise and enjoy that we're so, gonna have fun regardless like, yeah it's a great we'll figure time. it all out so make sure you charge your GoPros, you got your mounts, all that stuff, so everybody get all kind of footage that they want of their car cruising on the strip. And if you guys get some, some little bit of footage, send it to me, and I'll put it together in a compilation video that we're going to do for the strip cruise. But it's a great time. I loved it last time we did it. It's just the amount of onlookers on the strip just gawking at the cars. It's totally cool. The lights on the strip are awesome. So it's always a super, a super fun time. And then after that, so you figure – that whole thing will take probably anywhere from an hour to hour and a half, and then back to the hotel. And hopefully get, you're staying at the hotel. Yeah, if you guys, <clears throat> even if you don't have rooms reserved there at the hotel, if you're staying in the, if, if you're part of the car show in the morning, we're going to park you the night before. So that way you can go out Friday night, do whatever you want to do. Don't have to worry about getting up early, coming and setting up your car. You can spend a little bit of time kind of getting your car prepped and ready to go. We'll put everybody in their, in their designated spots and, any clubs out there that are going to be there Friday night doing the cruise, if you want to park as a club Saturday, yes, I'm going to try and get a lot of those things set up on Friday evening. That so when all, you come out downstairs Saturday morning, it's already set up. And all that kind of happens during the 4 o'clock meet and greet. So the earlier you get to the hotel, <laughs> then we can discuss some things, you know, cordon yeah. off some sections for you guys. I know a bunch of dudes from Arizona are coming up. There's, there's, I mean, you got Pandraggers, you've got um, the... Uh, Desert, dubs. Desert dubs. You've got a bunch of guys coming up. Hopefully, some dry heat panzers will be coming up here. I mean, with Arizona supporting big time, Bakersfield is crazy, bro. Tons of people coming out from Bakersfield. Yeah, nice. A lot of people coming out from Southern California. So, we've really got the gamut. And there's a Salt Lake contingent that's coming out here. I know uh, my guy Kevin's going to be coming on his way out here with his family, and he's got two cars in the show. And I'm hoping to see some more. I'm hoping to see some more people out here from Salt Lake City. So I wasn't able to go to the Salt Lake Classic because mm. I'm sorry, bro. Jetson. I was out of town. And it wasn't like I was across the street. I was in the Netherlands. But we'll get into that in a little bit. <clears throat> so Yeah, I apologize. I didn't make it to Utah Classic either. I had to stay in work. Yeah, I'm, so I'm just yeah, it, it's too it, the problem is you're too close to the show and everybody dropped off their car a few weeks or two ago and it's like nothing ever happens the way it's supposed to. So um Saturday. So we get back from the strip cruise. So we're still talking about the show. Get back from the strip cruise. It's going to be uh, Friday night. Park the cars where they need to be. Everybody gets situated. <clears throat> if you're going to be a vendor, you can set up Friday night. Get all your stuff set up if you want to cover it. There's going to be security out there. Um, I mean, I wouldn't leave a bunch of valuables no, and expensive out there. Well, calm down. There's going to be, on, there's going to be, there's going to be, I'm not people saying leave product. Booth with guns. <laughs> right. But some people are, some people are wanting to get set up and they're going to, um, you know, some people are going to want to be set, set up, up Friday night and sell some stuff or whatever. So they'll get uh, some of those vendors to get their spot set up Friday night, and then they'll be able to just show up in the morning, load their tables, and be able to move some move some stuff or some product. So uh, a lot of people coming out for the show. I've got obviously Andy, Andy, and his lady D are coming out. They're coming from the UK. Mm -hmm. Also, I've got Russell Ritchie is coming out. So, from uh, Scotland, yeah, from Scotland. He's one of the. He's one of the. Uh, he's he's got a massive collection, huge history buff. Loves the podcast. Um, he's coming out. So he's a cool guy. I mean, we've got people from all over the world. I've got people coming in from uh, Philadelphia. I got people coming in from Canada. I got people coming in from all over are coming to this event. They've messaged me that they're coming down. They may or may not have cars. So during the strip cruise, I think. <laughs> I think I may end up taking 
the limo bus on a strip cruise and putting some people in there because yeah, people don't have there, a car to cruise. There are some really people cool. that don't that don't have a car, yeah, and I'd like sure. to be able to help accommodate that kind of stuff. So I got a couple friends coming down too that don't have cars. So yeah, yeah. So um, at any rate, so Saturday morning kicks off the car show at eight a.m. Now let's talk about the car show for a minute. This year I'm using a software. Pay attention, guys, that put on your car shows. You need. Well, what is this, George? People can't hear your little hand signals, bro. That's for you, bro. <laughs> what, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's very complicated, but let's go it, on. There's nothing complicated about it at all. We, how would you like? Okay, let me bust your little bubble, George. How mm-hmm. would you like to show up to a car show? You get handed a placard with all your information on it. You don't got to write it with a stupid Sharpie. You get mm-hmm. it handed to you, and there's a photograph of your car on that with a QR code that somebody walks by, snaps it, votes for your car. Are all the pre-reg set up that way? Already? Yes. Okay. Come on, stop, bro. This is a professional over mm-hmm. here, dude. Come on. No, bro. Pay attention, guys. This is what it's like when you got haters in the room, bro. Not like, haters. You're busy Realists. trying to make things happen, and you got people hating, bro. But that's all right. Because I thought, I, I looked at it from the standpoint of every time I enter a car show, if a true people's choice would be anybody walking through the parking lot could vote for your car. Anybody. They don't have to be part of the show. They don't got to be anything. So anybody walking by your car can snap that QR code and vote for your car. So we're going to, we're going to be able to tally up who's got the best votes. We're going to look at what the judges picked. We're going to be looking at a lot of different criteria, but it's really cool. Plus the placards got the, it's got the one crazy weekend event logo on it. In addition to uh, the QR code. And then it's got your name, uh, the city and state you're from and the year and all that stuff about your car. So it's super, super cool. Really uncomplicated. Everybody that's pre-registered is going to be in there. And if you show up to the show and you've got a picture of your car on your phone, you'll be able to airdrop it to my laptop and I'll be able to print your placard right there for those last minute registrations, which are kind of a pain in the butt. But for the most part, a lot of people are pre-registered for the show. So that takes care of a huge contingent. Now, you may not get a picture of your car on the placard because depending on how much time it is and all that getting in the show, it could end up being a little bit of a a little bit of an ordeal. I mean, it's not going to be an ordeal just to load you in the show and then boom, you're done. You print out your placard, put it in your window. It's going to have your own QR code for your car right there on the spot. So I'm looking forward to running uh, running the software through its paces. What's the software called? So it's called Car Show Pro. So uh, Roger over there. What if people, like, is it an app? Nope. Let's just go into a website. Yep. So it takes say you- if someone was not pre-registered yet, <clears throat> excuse me, if they were not pre-registered yet, could you go on that website and set up a profile on there? And then when you register for your, you register for your show, yes. it would automatically input yes. the information. It's free of charge. So if you guys are going to pre-register for car show, if you're going to pre-register for the show here in Los, if you're unable to pre-register, you don't know if you're going, go to car show pro today, set up your profile on car show pro. And then that makes registration even that much faster. So if you say, yeah, yeah, I'm already set up. Then boom, I type your information. You already come up Car Show Pro. Boom, I hit a button. Your stuff automatically uploads. And then I print your placard. For any couples that have two cars, you have to use two separate email addresses when you sign up for your cars. If you're going to enter two cars into a show. But otherwise, if you're a single person with a single car, your email address if if at pre-registration or at registration on the spot, if that's linked to a Car Show Pro account it'll automatically autofill all the information it'll just if you're going if you're not going to pre-register for the show go to car show pro load your car in there now it's free it doesn't cost you anything you'll have your own deal and then when i go to register you um it'll it'll pull up that much quicker i don't have to enter all your car information 
And then it just, it's like, it's going to be super quick. I take, I take your play. money, I take your money, add you to the show, print your thing. And that's it. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how that's going to go down. I know, I'm curious how it goes I know Andy, well, that's easy. It's like, it's as soon as I go, you're, you're one of the judges on there. As soon as you go, you can hit that button anytime. It'll go to your judges thing. It'll show you where the standings of all the cars are, who's voted, who hasn't voted at, in respect to if we have designated judges, it'll show you judge A is voted, judge B is voted and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool features of this software. And I ran into the guy that makes car show pro at the SEMA show. And I thought it was a really great idea. And I thought, I'm going to try to use it at my show because I really, you know, especially being in Vegas, a lot of the casino people will kind of trickle out and look at cars. And if you're at a car show, if you happen to be on vacation somewhere and you happen to walk through a car show, I'm like, oh, cool. And you saw on a window said, vote for me. And you hit the QR code mm -hmm. and it said, cast your vote for me. And it's Bill T and you just boom, vote. How cool would that be? Yeah. Right. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. So the, <clears> so the car <throat> show is going to go from, uh, eight o'clock until one o'clock. So load in will probably be around seven thirty, <clears throat> seven thirty to eight thirty. Load in, set your car up. If you guys, it, you got to be organized. If you're going to show up the morning of the show and you're not pre-registered, you're not going to be there Friday night. You're going to get parked where you get parked. If you want to be displayed as a club, as a group, you need to get a majority of your cars located in a specific location, and we'll leave a couple of missing teeth out for your other guys that aren't. Let's say they're not staying at the hotel or whatever. But we can get that situated. Um, I've been speaking to Buddy Hale. Uh, he's bringing Turmoil down. And we're going nice. to put Turmoil on display inside the hotel. So if you guys haven't seen Turmoil, that car is scheduled to be here on display inside the casino, which is, it's it's an unbelievable car if you haven't seen it in person. And the level of detail to it is, it's incredible. So you'll get an opportunity to see that car in person. Another reason to come to One Crazy Weekend. Um and so we're going to, uh, so the car show goes from eight o'clock to one o'clock. We'll do the awards around 1230. And then after the show's over, you ain't got to leave. You just leave your car right there in the secured parking, go in the hotel, go to the pool, go hang out, go take a nap, go do whatever you want to do. Get some food. Get some food. Go cruise around the city for a Gamble little bit. a little. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then 530 is when it kicks off. The world famous poker run where someone's going to walk away with 1,500 smackers in their pocket right at the end of the poker run. So we give away uh, $1,500 to first place for the best hand. The next, the second best hand gets $300 and the third best hand gets $200. So, and then I might find a reason to give away some more money just because I, I really enjoy being able to give some of that back. And when you enter the uh, poker run, you're going to get a an exclusive poker and only t-shirt. So the t-shirts you're going to see this year are going to be for uh, participants only. I'm going to make different colored shirts that'll be available for sale for the event. Um, but the shirt this year uh, that you're going to get when you pick, when you come and enter the poker run, you, you get a shirt, you can buy an additional shirt for $15 on the website. When you pre-register, someone asked me how to do that. You have to run through this thing. You have to, Go through it twice. So you pay your poker run, add it to your shopping cart, go back to the page, pick the option that says shirt for spouse or co-driver. Click that, click the size of shirt, add that. It adds the 15 or 20 bucks or whatever it is for the shirt, 25, I don't know what it is, for the second shirt. And then you have your second shirt. A lot of people have really been spun around the axe like, I want to get a shirt, but I know how to do it. And the way that I set the website up, I'll redo it. 
uh, next time around where it just has an option to click for an extra shirt and you can just add it to that single purchase. So, hey, listen, guys, none of this is done by professionals. It's all done by your boy, Bill. I figured out how to do a podcast, figured out how to run a website, whatever. You know, I just got to try to do what I can as a one-man army as far as all that kind of logistics and stuff. But uh, So that's your answer for that. So if you were trying to get a shirt, you can go on the website, click the option just for a shirt for a co-driver, and then we'll connect your name to everybody on that so that's a good time i'm looking forward to that if you've never done the poker room before it's a blast i mean we've already got i think i've got more cars uh almost as many cars pre-registered as we had for the whole poker run and a ton of people i mean last year there had to be 100 people registered the day of the show yeah and it's like that's a lot of people Mm -hmm. that's a lot of cars in the poker run it's a freaking great time you know with, with all the guys running around doing whatever they're doing you know, running together, just just cruising together, which is kind of what I did this weekend when I went to uh, went to the Netherlands with these guys. So, um, but yeah, so the poker run ends at five thirty, and that's the, the poker run poker begins at five thirty. Hopefully, we're all everybody should hopefully be back at the Orleans by eight thirty. Right. So by eight thirty, you're getting dealt your last card. We'll <laughs> all wait for you know the last people to trickle in, so that everybody's got their stuff. We're going to find out where we're going to meet at. There will be pizza available. So when everybody comes back, there should be food available, ready to go. Yeah, so there'll just be some snacks and stuff like that when you get back so everybody yeah. can kind of hang. We're going to be – it's indoors where we do it, and uh, it's just a it's just a good time. So that once that's over, that concludes Let's Talk Dubs One Crazy Weekend. And some people think it may be a little abrupt, but you got to remember, here's the difference. We are in Vegas. People want to do Vegas things in Vegas. They love doing VW stuff, but they want to do some Vegas stuff too. So this show has been set up to where there's time for you to do stuff after eventually as we add more things. Like, I will, So what I was trying to do, and I talked to Johnny Osmondson, I said, we ought to do a Thursday night, uh, a Thursday night, you know, run what you brung out at the, out at the power plant. And Johnny's going to be talking about that. Anybody wants, anybody got a fast car, wants to bring it out. You want to bring it out there and we get enough people to do it. Uh, Two weeks. It don't matter. It don't matter. Bro, if you race, you race. If you race, you race. I don't know what you're looking around so for. Add more stuff to this. I'm not adding more. I'm just, te- I'm, I'm just telling you what we were talking about doing. So, But it's not happening. Well, it's two weeks from there's, now. There's nothing. Co- there's that, there, bro, you, they don't have big plans for street races. They hmm. just sh- People just know where it's at, and they show up and race. Hmm. That's it. So I don't know what hmm, it's all about. Well, they need a room for Thursday now. Like, this would be planning. Like, no, no, like no. we're going to announce it two weeks before. No. Silly. No, bro. Silly. So that would ultimately be the thing that we have. Like a, a, it's not happening, a guys. So let's go back to the show. It's not that it's not happening. If you reach out to Johnny Osmondson, and you so got, if we thing. got 10 cars like that show up. on Saturday night when the poker runs over, that doesn't mean everybody goes home. We still have security out in the parking lot. And I think last year we all ended up hanging out until about midnight or so in, in the parking yeah. lot, just, just chatting up with everybody. Oh, sure. So if you're there on Friday from the very beginning to the very end of it on Saturday night, you've already had a full Volkswagen weekend. Yeah. So Saturday, your Sunday is a decompression day. You're going to relax. You're going to drive home if that's the case. There's no pressure that day. Sleep in if you want. That's, that's why the show is set up the way we set it up. Yeah, so it's uh, it's just a it's kind of a no pressure weekend. It's more of a driving event. Uh, it's just uh, we've always tried to make it more of a hang than a show. Yeah, the entire time when and and even with the poker run, it's like a hang. Yeah. The the fun that people are having when they're going from from shop to shop and the camaraderie with the groups and I mean 
it to hang first and foremost on anything. I think that's why people, we, every year it gets a little bit bigger because people come, they have a really good time, and they tell their friends. And when they come back, they usually got two or three friends that they brought back with them. Yeah, so, and so I think the best way that I can describe this event, if you've never been to the one, the one Crazy Weekend, the best way to describe it is if you go to a show. Let's say they just had the Treffin this weekend. Only certain year cars are allowed in the Treffin. You go to Octo. Only certain buses are allowed in Octo. You go to you know some of these some of these other these other events, and they're limited on what can come in, or everything's in a different class, and there's all kind of different stuff. And sometimes you feel a little bit like like an outsider when you show up somewhere. Like, oh, these are all the California guys, and they don't talk to me, or whatever. You know, because because I've been there. This show is set up where oh, I, I forgot to mention Bob Daniels coming out from the East Coast. So the guy that runs the classic '80s page uh, on Facebook, uh, the um, custom custom cars of the '80s and '90s. Um, he's coming out. So Bob Daniels will be out here. And, you know, when you come to this event, you meet a bunch of people. It's all about the people, this event. I mean, the cars are cool. We're here because of the cars, but there's nothing. If, if you, if your car is not some showstopper, this, this, and this, it doesn't matter. It's all about hanging out, meeting people. There's so many people that you'll find parallels with. And, and I think the greatest thing about it being in Vegas is it's like neutral ground for everybody. You know what I mean? It's like the guys from Arizona come up. I think there's guys from Colorado. Uh, they're for sure there are guys Todd from, from Colorado Oregon coming in. I yeah, mean, Todd people, Todd Getty's coming from Oregon. People come from all over. He was Northern a first, California. He was a first year guy. Southern Cal. Yeah, I mean we we get it from everywhere. Yeah, I think so, it's a really good mix of people, and because of the fact that we're hanging out so much with each other, from Friday all the way to Saturday evening, it, it you know people groups mix with each other. And these guys are hanging out with that guy and, you know, whatnot. Well, and, and it takes me back to, you know, I was explaining to somebody I was talking to today on the phone that the best times at the VW Classic was hanging out in the parking lot Friday night when you, the show's on Sunday. You get there. You, we would get there sometimes Thursday, Friday morning, hanging out in the parking lot, a bunch of open houses that day. So you cruise around with all your buddies from out of town, come back to the parking lot later on. Now there's more VWs there. So now you hang around the parking lot. You go get, you know, everybody goes to the store, get some drinks, whatever, comes back and hangs out. And it's just a big parking lot lounge hangout type thing, you know. And <clears throat> I met so many people over the years of going to the Classic just from staying at the hotel. And it didn't matter. I mean, I mean, I remember the first time I, I met Bob Cook when he came out, you know, Cooker's VW Restorations over there on the East Coast. He'd come out and... Uh, you know, being from the East Coast, I, I went up to him, saw his cars, told him I really dug his cars, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, if you listen to the podcast with Bob, he, he didn't feel super welcome like when he came out. And but, you know, the, the hotel, again, was like neutral ground because there was a lot of visitors mm -hmm. and everybody just got to chill there. And I remember there's a guy I can't I, I don't know his name. I, I ran into the other show. He's from Jersey. He's a, he's a bus guy. I'm sure he has a name on the Samba. I don't know. Um I forget, but I saw him at the last event somewhere and I remember, and he told me, yeah, I remember we were doing, uh, we were doing some shop tours or something like that. And he was out from Jersey and he rode in the back of my bus for the whole, you know, going around touring the shops and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. it was just one of those things where it's like, Hey, you need a car, you need a ride. Let's hop in here and we'll just go, you know, and that's, and that's kind of the cool part about this event here is just the people meet each other, hanging out. And just really, just really having a great time. So I'm excited for the weekend. I'm excited for a lot of my friends that are going to be here. Um, 
I mean, <clears throat> the list is endless of people that are going to be at this event. So a lot of a lot of cool people, and because of where the show is, it's a super relaxed atmosphere. It's a super um, just a chill vibe and just rap with people and talk to them about their cars. So it's a great time and, and you'll start making friends, especially when you go on the poker run and stuff like that. You really just kind of, you make friends with your group, you know? So that was, that, that, that's one of my favorite things about it. Like so many people from different locations that are VW enthusiasts have all kind of become friends through, through knowing each other on the podcast. And really the, the only advertising the shows really got other than the, the one batch of flyers that was made was, from the podcast, you know, yeah. podcast listeners and all that stuff. And so everybody ha- kind of has that thing. And some dude has, in, in has common. a YouTube channel that puts it at, at the end of every one of his videos. Yeah. Too. Well, and jo- too. Yeah, I got you. And George and George too. But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's not like I've been going to every show, handing out flyers. And no. the first one I put flyers in was back in uh, March was the bug in, put out a handful of flyers. Well, not a handful, put a stack of flyers over there. And then I'm trying to remember what other shows I, I went to that I put flyers. At. I think I think I brought flyers to. They didn't have a classic this year, and the weekends were all jacked up again because they had this show on that day and that show on this day. And I only went to one of the California weekends where they try to make it SoCal VW month. Lame. Change your game down there in SoCal because it's super annoying. Everybody I talked to is really irritated by it because they can't, especially people that come from out of Pick the country. Pick and choose a show. <clears throat> it's silly. Well, when people come from out of the country. People go to Southern California and they want to do a little bit of VW stuff, but they'd like to have it a certain amount of time. The problem is if you're from, if you're from Germany or something like that, you want to come to the desert. You want to go see, you want to go see the wild West, like stuff like that. And you don't really see that in California. So then the problem is a lot of these guys will come in. They'll plan to come in to Southern California, hang out for the big show weekend and then do tourist stuff. The problem is when there's like, like a VW thing on this weekend then that weekend then this weekend, then it's like, well, they got to pick. Are they going to go to Octo? They're going to go to this, that, or whatever. So, um, yeah, this show is, um, it's really, it, it's really a different dynamic. So, uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm happy to see all you guys over there. If you guys have any questions, ask them now. Because if you're asking them the day of the show or the day before the show, I'm probably going to be too busy to respond to anything. You guys can DM me on Instagram. You can uh, message me on Facebook. Um, and a lot of you guys got my cell phone number. So, but I, don't th- I really don't think there's, there should be very many questions. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it is what it is. And uh, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to uh, to the weekend. So it's shaping up to be Speaking of car shows. Pretty good event. <clears throat> Air Mighty, how was it? Well, before I went to Air Mighty, I went to Hawaii. All right, let's go to Hawaii. So back when I was at the, the June show for Volks Group, talking to Tom, who owns Hot VWs now, what uh, was the name of that event? That name was the oh, I can't think of it. It was, it was the Volks Group Summer Slam, is what it was called, and that was the first thing for the Volks Group that they did. <clears throat> and you know, it's where I took the drag bug out there and broke the transmission, and um, so went out there at the end of the show. They talked to me and they said, "Hey, would you guys be interested in coming out to?" Um, they talked to myself and Johnny. And they said, "Hey, if you guys." Uh, would want come out to the VW Shaka show. So we talked about some things. And so I talked to Johnny and Johnny was just having some car issues. So he just, he could make, no, he had his grandfather was, uh, was not doing well. So, um, he ended up not being able to go. What you looking at? I'm looking, I'm looking for the name of the event. Knucklehead. 
This is I, like I when I'm doing this. This it. is when you jump in. There's like I thought uh, you said it already. I thought we're like perfect. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I just want to make, make sure it's what it was. <sighs> Bro. So you and Johnny went up to this event. And jo- had a so good old Johnny time. didn't. So Johnny didn't go to Hawaii. No, no. But he went to the one the the fat the the Volks. The Volks Group uh, Summer Slam, which I want to make sure that's what And while you were there, Tom Kenny said, hey, why don't you come up to the Shaka Show and have a good old time we were there. So Bill T jumps on a plane and goes to the Shaka Show. So when I went, I said, I can go. I just have to make sure that my wife, uh, I'm sure my wife's down to go to this event over there. I just got to make sure that she's good to go. And it was called the Summer Showdown Number One is what it was called in Medford, Oregon. <clears throat> and I said, I'm sure Mario's going to go. So I knew I was going to go, but I never talked to Tom or any of those guys up until the Friday before the show. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, I'm coming down cruise down. I, I think we flew in on Wednesday. So I was looking for cheap flights. So I found some cheap flights for 500 bucks or something. And we flew, uh, we flew out there on a Wednesday and then came back on a Tuesday. So we were there like six days. Um, we got to hang out. I did some, uh, painfully ridiculous hike it was crazy but on friday it was super cool because the vw club of hawaii they have a park right on the water and they do kind of a a cruise in that night or a barbecue so they do a big barbecue at the park super cool um i can't remember his name off the top of my head but he owns um the place that cliff goes all the time here in town Finley Custom. No, no, it's, a, it's hops. A, hops. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. So I met him. So Kevin's super cool. We were chatting it up over there down in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and uh, talked about cars and a bunch of stuff, and hung out with him. I, I mean, uh, I met Stan. I met a bunch of dudes down there. Super cool. Uh, big props to all the dudes in Hawaii. Super friendly, really welcoming, and uh, they had like they had like legit like all this nice Hawaiian food all set up. So you just kind of roll up and dig in and. That's so, like a Kenny signature. <laughs> well, that, that was even that, that wasn't even Tom Kenny. That was just the vote, the VW Club of Hawaii. All right, so let's say it's a Hawaiian signature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Tom Kenny does it at the Volks yeah. Group group. Volks yeah, group? the Volks Group stuff. Stuff. He does formerly Fast the, Four Cartel. He the, did it there as well. The Kenny Kitchen stuff. So yeah. he ends up. Um, so we do that. <clears throat> hang out Friday night, and then Saturday is the. Is it Saturday's the show? Well, I'm, I'm just trying to think because I I got a lot going on. So um, Saturday is so Saturday. The show's on Sunday. So Friday night's the barbecue. Saturday is a cruise in at that uh, at that park. They do. There's like a there's a thing where they do like a cars and coffee, but it's just a bunch of hot rodders and stuff that go to the same park. And so they were doing that on Friday night, and then the show, the Shaka show was on Sunday, and that's what I got a, ch- a chance to, I mean, was, I do remember this, it was freaking hot, I mean, it was hot, dude, down there, and it don't help when you're wearing a black Let's Talk Dubs Dickie shirt, Yeah, but uh sat down, uh, Hot VWs, I was in Hot VWs booth, so shout out to Hot VWs for, you know, the hospitality, having me, get, get me set up in their booth, and recorded a bunch of podcasts, matter of fact, I'm looking at the picture right now with the cover that my, Tickle Pink, Rab, Rab, Rag Chop was on, and it's uh, it's tickled Pink's car. Alan, Last week's Alan that when came in. yeah, Alan Yee's car, which is super crazy story about that car. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen. When he became the show winner of these Hawaiian shows, and then they broke in his garage and torched his car. <laughs> Jealousy. So, so trophy chasers—they're vicious people. Yeah. So, and then the cars in Hawaii. 
were super, super cool. Matter of fact, God, uh, that was heartbreaking. Some of the pictures you sent me, though, people's cars burned up. Well, so that's insanity. Oh, so let me, so let me correct my timeline. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> All right, correct. bro, you are mildly, you are mildly, mildly mentally damaged, right? Go on. <laughs> You're an idiot. So Saturday morning, we hop a plane and we fly from uh, Oahu over to Maui and we meet up with the uh, Valley Isle V-Dubs guys. They pick us up at the airport and some buses and a double cab and some stuff like that. So we roll up with those guys and they're doing a cruise that day, a cruise for And who are you with? It's just you? No, it's me, Uh my wife, it's uh, Tom and Shin and uh tom's what this guy bro i told you i told you put your phone on for mute this is unprofessional bro one Generally, of us is I'm a, doing a podcast i'll call you later yeah one of us is a, a one of us is a, a professional recording artist the other one's name is george listen so, i could edit that out of my videos pretty easily no bro i see but that's how that, that's how good i am i don't edit bro we just roll <clears throat> so you and so tom the, did tom can you go with you who was with you so on the plane flying over was Ron Fleming, Rich Kimball, Tom Kinney, Shin, Tom's wife, Sherry, me, and my wife. Okay. That was the six of us. Oh, and uh, one of Tom's friends. That was the six of us that were coming over. We all flew over. It's like a 40-minute flight to Maui. So flew to Maui and then hung out with the Valley Isle V-Dubs guys. And I can't, for the life of me, I can't think of the name of the other club that was there. But it was a big cruise for Kurt. And Kurt was a guy that... Uh, had unfortunately passed away. Um, he had taken his own life. So it was kind of a, a, a cruise about awareness for uh, suicide and some stuff like that. So we were able to uh, cruise with those guys. We got in, we met up at this breakfast place. Uh, we, all had a, we all had a breakfast with a, a group of all of us. From there, we went to the, the same place where when I went to Maui and I met with uh, my buddy... Um, my buddy Keone, uh, he was over there and that's where I met up with him when I first flew out to Maui. He says, Hey, meet me over here. I'll have some of the VW guys show up. And it was the same parking lot where they all meet up the Valley Isle VW guys. And we get there and there's probably 25 cars. Um, that that's all super cool chatting with those guys. And then they kick us out of that parking lot. Some lady's like, I y'all got to go, you know, whatever. She's a security lady. So she kicks us out. We head over to, stadium we all hang out over there while we're getting ready some other cars show up the group gets a little bit bigger and then we do this um this cruise that goes from there and then um i'm trying to think where we went so we rode from there and i'm riding the back of somebody's bus so it's pretty cool the weather's nice when you're in the shade and the cool breeze is blowing we end up going over to uh we end up at go along the beach a bunch of little miscellaneous stuff little places that we stop and then we stop at this place called uh, Nola's, Nola's or Nula's, and it's a restaurant. It's one of the members of the uh, club, and he sets up a big spread, feeds everybody, and so he has his restaurant. And then after a certain point, he stops letting people in, and then just starts letting all the club people just go in and get food, sit down, gives them drinks, and all that stuff. It was a super rad event. And then we had to catch a flight. So we go get some pictures uh, taken with the group. They drop all these cars in the soccer field, get a big picture of all these cars. And then we beeline it back to the airport. 
literally walk right back in. Our flight's out at 4 o'clock, so we flew over at 6.30 in the morning. We come back at 4.30 in the afternoon, got back to the hotel. Where my hotel was, I could see the park across the street, and I saw a little bit of action going on over there, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go because I'm just kind of tired. So the next day was the Shaka show in the morning. And the Shaka show was super cool. A couple hundred cars. I think it was like 260 or 270 cars there. Uh, a lot of really unique stuff. And and Alan Yee that built Tickled Pink, he's just paint body. He had two really, really nice cars there. There was, I mean, they probably had to be like, like quite a few really, really nice top-level cars. And mm-hmm. some of the buggies they have, there are some of the raddest buggies that are out. But there was everything from... From uh, you know split windows to to double cabs to everything in between out there, and just just a lot of variety, you know, just mm-hmm. a, just a mixed group. But it's everything cow look or they got <clears throat> no, 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 no. Hawaiian look. Everything. Every, no, every, there's there's cow look cars. There's Hawaiian look cars. There's stock cars. There's it's it's a variety of everything. Yeah. Okay. So that was cool. And again, all the people I met out there were super cool. Made a lot of friends and was able to sit down and do and do some podcasts. And and one of the interesting things is on the first podcast I put out with Jody, I had uh, Nelson Nelson Durego on the on the second one mm-hmm. who owns Frenchie's 54, the old 54 that was the original Duran Kafer Cup car. And we get to chatting, and he starts giving me his whole history about stuff during the podcast. He talks about his dad. Well, after the podcast, I walk over, and I start chatting with his dad, and his dad was drag racing in Hawaii back in the 60s. I'm like, dude... And he's he's in his eighties. I'm like, I need to get you on the podcast just so just so I have somebody from Hawaii from the really early days of drag racing mm-hmm. in Volkswagens that can kind of say, you know, he's like, oh yeah, you know, we had like biggest weekend runs at eighteen hundred, and we had the dual Zeniths on there, and like he's talking about all the stuff that he had and yeah. how fast the cars are running. He so. raced. This was in Hawaii, or he'd come to Southern <coughs> no, California to race. He was in Hawaii racing okay. back in the back in the late sixties, early seventies. But really cool story. So. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get him on the podcast just so I can have some of that history nailed down because he's he was there in the early 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 days of racing in Hawaii. So, and you met uh, when you were in Maui, you met people who were actually affected by the fires and stuff that took place there. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of people that were. There's probably I got picture about seven or eight cars that were just completely wiped out. These are some of these cars were in the magazine. Yeah, Bill was sending me texts. He'd send me. <clears throat> excuse me. He would send me the magazine photo and then send me the current state of it, which is was, was charred remains. It was insane. Yeah. It's, it sent me like four of them. It's wild. And Jody, shout out to my guy, Jody. So if you guys uh, go follow Valley, uh, V-Dubs, and it's spelled uh, V-E-E-D-U-B-Z is how it's spelled on Facebook. But go follow those guys. I know I gave, him, I gave him some shirts and stuff, and they were auctioning them off to try to get some money for some of those people. And they're giving the money directly to the people that are affected by this. Yeah, it's actually going to the locals and not situation. Not going to not. Like, like it's going from, from the guys you're sending it to to the dude who lost his house. It's yeah. not going to like some whole organization or some funky deal. So, yeah, Jody Medeiros has really just uh, stepped it up in there. You know, he's he's working in Maui where they've so the, so where in Lahaina where the where the fire was. They've got you can't get access. Like even yeah. if you have a house there, or whatever. There's there's a barricade there and you can't get in. He works in a, a business where he can get on the inside of that. And you heard on the podcast, it's just one of those things where it's like super eerie because they bring the cadaver dogs in looking for people. Yeah. And there's just so much wreckage and, and stuff like that in there. And, and, and they're just, they're rebuilding stuff, but <clears throat> it's, 
They, you you said that they want tourism though. They they, they still need want, it. Yeah, they, they need, need it. people to go to Maui. So Maui Maui's fairly large. Um, where Lahaina was, that's just just one part of the island, but there's all the other places, and Hawaii really really requires really needs our tourism so if you guys are uh you get a chance shoot out to maui man support support our brothers out there man they need some check need out some old help. speed usa he's got a timeshare up for grabs at a very reasonable rate in maui yeah that's, uh, i think it's in november or something like that sometime yeah. but yeah so uh that was hawaii and so hawaii was a total blast we stayed there a couple days afterwards and uh you know the next day Wife and I hung around, did some tourist stuff, and I ran into my boy MZ, Miguel Zapeta, DBK yeah. member from NorCal. Too. Matter of fact, the guy that jumped me into DBK was him and Tony Morisi. Yeah, they jumped me in, bro. <laughs> it was dirty. It was going down up in the host, San Jose, bro. That's where they're from. And so um, I ran into it. It was so crazy because I'm, I'm there at the show, and then here I see I brought my gray DBK shirt, but I was representing Let's Talk Dove, so I had my Let's Talk Dove's professional gear on. And here he comes rolling up. I'm like, bro, I got the same shirt at home, you know? And so he's like, bro, what are you doing here? So he had his son that was Evan's age. Yeah. And um, so anyway, we, we, we get to chat. And then the next day we connect after the show. And we end up doing this miserable hike together. So so I put up a sticker at the top of this. I mean, what I'm going to tell you right now, this hike is, okay, listen. I can hike. I've done. I'm no professional hiker. But because of my affiliation with my church and my youth group, I am mandated that I hike and they plan all these ridiculous hikes and I don't say no and I have to go on these hikes. So for example, earlier this year, we did the Overlook in Zion and that was seven miles back and forth. Easy hike, not a difficult hike. Uh, flat, you get out to the Overlook in Zion and it's this crazy overlook, but it's three and a half in, three and a half back. So seven miles there. The next day, we did the narrows from the bottom up while my son and the other boys came down. They did an 11 mile deal I only did uh, another four, four. It was like another five, five miles in and back at the Narrows. So hiking, and that's like ankle deep water with rocks and all that stuff. So hiking is not like I mean I don't go like every time I go on a hike. Sure, I'll be sore, but you know I'm hiking seven, eight, nine miles. <clears throat> we did a hike in Hawaii, bro. That's a freaking miserable dude. How long? It's a mile and a half, dude. It's a that's why I'm laying the groundwork because I can. What's the percentage of the grade? Oh no, bro, go straight up. It, it, it's like so a six percent grade. There's a it's more than that. It's a look. There's a lookout tower at the top, where it's like the top of a of a mountain. Does it tell point. you the elevation climb? I'm like sure it does. I'm not worried. You didn't pay attention to that, huh? No, anybody. Your uh, watch didn't say it. Nothing. You, Phone. No. So it's called Coco Crater Hike. So look up Coco Crater Hike, and I bet it'll tell you the elevation change because that's going to be the impressive part if it's only a mile and a half. No. Because a mile and a half sounds silly. I could walk that backwards. Yeah. So it says to get to know this hike, the elevation gain is 912 feet. Get to know this 1.6-mile hike out and back near Honolulu. The time it takes to go this 1.6 miles, it takes an, an average of an hour and a half to do this hike. Now... It's the thousand plus step walking uh, thing. It's an abandoned railroad ties that are, there's railroad carts that used to go up to the top of this hill to deliver munitions or whatever the case was. Mm -hmm. So the problem is, first, you're on a constant climb straight up. Yeah, sounds like it. And you're, you're stepping on the railroad ties because the dirt's kind of washed out between them. So your stride is increased by 8 to 12 inches. 
So you're taking a longer stride than normal and you're going vertically uphill like, and it was hot and it was probably 10 o'clock in the morning. We we're doing this hike right in dead of sun. How did it affect Megan? <clears throat> no, she's my wife. Run, my wife runs six miles, bro. Checking, yeah. She, she's not carrying an extra 80 pounds like me, bro. So, so she, hey, she, she, she goes up the hill and for her, it's not, it's not crazy. Um, she goes up the hill. It, it's strenuous. It's strenuous for yeah. everybody doing it. And a lot, there's a lot of people. Look, there's a lot of fools so you on this went with hike. Miguel and his family, and you had no, your... no, no. It's Miguel and his son, me and Megan. Miguel and his two sons. So you had Evan didn't go. Uh, no, because it was just me and Megan in Hawaii. Oh, oh so I got Miss Megan, and she's like bebop. Like, you know, she got all kind of energy, and so she's like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna hang back here with the kids. Use my excuse to like, because this is straight up. Like after ten minutes of this hike, I'm like, this is freaking bullcrap. It's like. I mean, you're climbing, and if you look back when you get halfway up there, it looks like it's going straight down. So when I get to the top of this thing, this is the most rewarding part. I wasn't getting to the top. It's like, this is what I got to the top, and I looked around. All these people were like, oh, my gosh. I said, this wasn't worth it. This was not worth it. I could have bought a postcard. I'm upset right now. I'm sweating from. Wrong attitude. No, it's not a wrong attitude, bro. Enjoy the achievement. It's being realistic, and plus I'm funny, bro. You got to get my jokes, okay? So I'm up there. Are you? Yeah, I am George. One of us is funny and does a podcast. The other one's name is George. So I get up to the top. I put up a sticker up top. So if you guys look on my Instagram, if you make that climb, you have earned a free T-shirt. Because that is one. There's not a lot of climbs. I mean, I've done rappelling where I had to rappel because there's no other way around. But it's like this hike honestly i was like you know what this is stupid i'm just gonna chill right here i'm, I'm not going to throw us away and then i had to get up i had to get back in bulldozer mode and just like look down and just go into machine mode to try to get up the hill because it, what i'm telling you bro it was like straight up it was strenuous for a guy's a little bit fat and then i'm coming down right i'm coming down <laughs> i'm coming would you say a little bit huh? <laughs> yeah i'm coming down this freaking hike and there's a dude. I mean, I'm like my shirt's wrecked. Everything's <clears throat> dripping with sweat. I look like I jumped out of a pool. It's a bad scene, right? And there's thin, fit-ish people that are really taking a lot of breaks. And one girl, I was—I know she was getting mad because I was pressuring. I was right up on her heels, and she—I was like, "Like, come on, let the I fat like dude it. pass you." You know what I mean? I was like trying to just, like, you know, it was little, my little disrespect move when I was dying on the inside. I was like, "Stop, stop!" And I was like, "No, I can't. I gotta let her know, like, oh, this ain't nothing to me." So I start moving up this thing, come back down. But at the, look, pause real quick. If you go up there and get a selfie with a sticker, I will send you a free T-shirt. You got to post it. Let's Talk Dubs on your post. You have to post Let's Talk Dubs. Take a selfie of yourself with that sticker up there. and I will send you a free T-shirt. A free T-shirt of my choosing. So it might not, it might, it could be a Let's Talk Dubs shirt. could be a Marlboro T-shirt. I don't might know what be a White Hang shirt. Who could knows? Be, could be, bro. So it could be a shirt from the Hobby Lobby. But You could sharp <laughs> on it. You did it. So I'm coming, back, I'm coming back down. I'm coming back down this hike. And here's a freaking dude. This dude is got a weight vest on and he got a railroad tie hanging over his shoulder. Hey. So what, what do I say? There's a bunch of people Some around. Some people in life really go there's after There's a rainbow. lot. Listen, <laughs> there's a lot of people around looking at this dude in amazement. And as I'm coming back down, our eyes meet. And I said, all right, bro, I dropped off the other six up top, dude. You might want to take that last one up there. I'm going to go get lunch. <laughs> dude starts cracking up because, of course, one of us is funny here uh -huh, in this podcast. Definitely. So it was a perfectly timed joke, and a lot of people were like, that fat dude didn't bring nothing up there, dude. But I was like, back down the hill, got to the bottom, and I was done. I was like, yeah, this is, it was just, it kind of ruined my day, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, 
for a week, I was sore and my wife was sore who runs and yeah. she's super fit and all. She was sore, like really sore. Like, like that night, both of us are like laying in bed, legs cramping up. This is a whole scene. Whole so scene. getting down, you had to have the expanded gate as well, obviously, because you're walking down. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's and, and, you know, walking downhill is harder on your knees yeah. than going uphill. And I got bad knees and there I was, dude, husband of the year, just boom, 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 just trucking up the hill. Like, no. No, girl, I got this. No big deal. I mean, on the inside, I'm like, this is freaking stupid. Why am I doing this? But, well, things we do for love, right? To support the women we love. So, so you made it back to Vegas after that. Made it back to Vegas, chilled here for about a week. Um, and what's crazy is before they, they, before they invited me to Hot VWs, I mean, before they invited me to Hawaii, I think I'd made the comment with Andy. He said, yeah, we're going to go to the Air Mighty show in September. You ought to come up for that. And I said, dude, he's like, you were all get a road trip from here to there. And I was like, bet, dude. I'm like, I'll come up for that. So I told I told Megan one day, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go up to Europe and do this show, but I'm going to fly there, do a road trip to a car show, hang out a car show for two days and come back. You want to go? She's like, that does not sound fun to me. So I said, all right, cool. So my son's birthday was Wednesday. The day we hop on the plane, September 13th, we hop this plane. I got us both tickets. We fly into London. It's a 10-hour flight land in london so we leave here 6 p.m we land there so i go from here lax and then lax to london land in london at 3 50 in the afternoon the next day when i land and our plane got diverted to detroit because pilot one of the one of the three pilots had an emergency and they can't do international flight across the water without three pilots so they detour to Detroit and I like already when I'm going, I book my ticket the best I can based on when they're leaving. They're leaving Thursday at six o'clock so they can make it down to the port because they're going to ferry their cars over the North Sea to the Netherlands. You're referring to Andy and his Andy, and his Andy friend. and the crew. Right. So we got so uh, and I'll go over the whole roster when I get to the cars. But so we end up getting uh diverted and i'm thinking oh this shouldn't be too long we're supposed to land in london at 250 which gives me plenty of time to get to there then when i see the diversion because all of a sudden i get this pop-up my phone says thanks for choosing to fly this to detroit i'm like i ain't going to detroit and then i start to the flight attendant next across from me funny enough she'd been working there 54 years for delta airlines i had to drop some names for michelle's mom ellie and i was like oh you know ellie she's like yeah i know ellie so i was like oh let's kick it then i was like huh this is the best seats I could afford. I wonder what it's like in my first class. I just kind of threw that out there. See if she's like, you know what? And I said, oh, it's my son's birthday. And I was like waiting for her to be like, oh, let's take you to first class. But it didn't happen. So we get there. And with all the delays, I'm landing in London at 4.50. Everybody's planning on leaving at 6 o'clock. It's two hours away from London for mm -hmm. Andy's shop is in Essex. So we land. Uh D schedules a van to pick us up, we grab the van, beeline it straight out there. We get out there. Everybody's just waiting. It's Andy's shop's just four. There's, there's five show cars out front. There's mm -hmm. Dennis Hyde's Gia. There's Jim Dick's uh, blue Gia that was just finished recently. There is Lee Masters double cab. And then Mark's uh, candy apple red. I think it's 65 or 66 bucks. 66 bug. On the gold cookie, gold three piece cookie cutters. I mean, freaking gangsters cover of Volkswagen car. Mm -hmm. There's that. And then there's Mark's, um, I want to say Mark's car off the top of my head. It was, it was a right hand drive green cow look bug. I'm thinking it was uh, 
it was uh it was an oval window i'm not mistaken it's an oval window but it's like a 57 or um anyway but it's a cow looker big motor all that stuff so these are pretty much all show cars mm-hmm. and so now we get in the car so we meet at andy's place who you're riding with what do you you guys kept the van so so it's just me it's just me and evan, evan. and yep. so we're third wheeling it with whoever so evan hops in lee masters double cab mm-hmm. that's the double cab that won at Volkswagen oh, this I'm year aware. it's beautiful <clears throat> and then i hop in dennis hides gear with andy because we got weight issues as me and my boy travis in there we're both but travis know the third wheeler mm-hmm. so my dog travis up in there and we uh we shuffle around some people. I end up riding with Andy and Dennis Hyde's Gia. And then we set off, and it's a 45-minute 45, 45 to an hour drive to the port. We get to the port, and then we're in line for a little bit, and then they call us in. We roll our cars. So you pull up, like, drive right onto a cruise ship, but it's like a lower ferry. Par- it's a parking garage. So you pull inside the parking garage, all the cars just get parked and then we walk up to the elevator and then go up and it's sort of like a cruise ship on the inside. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's there over, it's there over the ocean ferry. So when you go at night, it's uh, you have to get a room and it's a six hour uh, it's a six hour crossing. So we got a, we got, you know, uh, they set us up with a cabin. So we get uh, Evan and I go in cabin. There's bunk beds in there. And it's fairly nice. And I've got a video that'll be coming out pretty soon. Right now, pre-editing, it's about an hour. So I'm going to trim it down a little bit. But there's a lot of really good, uh, a lot of really cool footage. And I really, it really encompasses the whole road trip aspect because I just drove, we just flew 10 hours. We just drove two hours to get to Andy's place. Then another hour to the port. Then load the cars onto the ferry overnight, six hours to the Netherlands and then we get up cruise across to uh so we, when when you get to the Netherlands how far is it to Aramidi from it's, an, it's another it's another two and a half hours okay so you're talking another 150 miles or whatever the case is so we hop in all that stuff get in the cars and now we start driving to the Aramidi show and the Aramidi show we get to you know a couple hours later we stop at a McDonald's for uh, some breakfast or whatever. And the whole time it's like right out of the gate. It's like, I, I, we just end up kicking it with these dudes and we're just like, everybody's just cool. Everybody's joking. Everybody's just like busting chops. You're talking about Andy and his mates. Yeah. Everybody dude. Like, you know, Andy, Jim, Trav, like all these guys were all just razzing. and everybody's just kind of, it's kind of, this just this never ending series of jokes that takes place. So, uh, we get to the Aramidi show and they're setting up the show. So, so the Aramidi show is like all invited cars. So if your, your car gets invited to the Aramidi show, they've got limited, I mean, they got limited space inside, but you know, Neil's kind of thing is quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. So brings the cars in and I like the way they do it over there, you know, cause you saw the cars are set up on pallets and I stuff like that. that. So it's at an old military base that they use in the Netherlands for, um, like conventions or whatever. So they rent mm-hmm. out the hangers. And so we go in there. I mean, I, th- I think I talked to Niels and he said he had a total of 360 pallets that they had. So they, they'd arrange the pallets and they have these ramps where the cars drive up on the pallets and pull the ramps out. And then he's got these air mighty badges that go around mm-hmm. the side of the side of the thing. Just a super freaking cool setup. And, uh, you know, and what's funny from just from going to 
Volk's world, uh, you know, I get to meet like Irv's, uh, who does Irv's another guy. He's up in the northern, the lakes district of the UK, and he spits out, I mean, a lot of show cars, right? So I run into Irv's again. I'm like, dude, you're coming on the podcast because he kind of dodged me last time. And this year I was able to corner him. And then I saw what you guys will hear about. <clears throat> I'm there and there's a gold type 34 Gia, kind of a cow look. And I go size up. I'm like, hey, it's pretty cool. He redid the seats like a basket uh, or like a biscuit tuck. Mm-hmm. And it's a brown, a brown vinyl. It kind of has a cow look. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see like another, again, Sagrinos uh, brothers with the colorblind, right? Mm-hmm. Another, it's a green gold car, almost like a diamond green, right? But it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a Ferrari color that's on it. <clears throat> and you'll know why in a minute. So this other type 34 Gia, and it's on gold Erskas, um, the the Erskas are the same ones. They're like a radar, mm-hmm. but it's got seventeens, and they're yeah, like the a, they're like a gold the Escras, yeah. So that's getting put up on a pallet over across the way, and I'm just kind of like, why would they have two gold Type Thirty Fours at this show? Well, the one obviously was a gold green, and then I went to check it out, and it had. So this was built by Rorky O'Rourke, and he's got a shop. He's a coach trimmer in the UK. Mostly works on Ferraris, high-end Ferraris and things like that. He built this Type 34. When I describe it to you, you're going to be like, yeah, not, nah, but it's super rad. I mean, it's I, I did. I, there'll be a whole video just coming out on this Type 34 because when I looked at it, I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. Not from the standpoint of like, I was judging it for something. I just couldn't understand certain things he did. Now, when I did the podcast with him and he told me his history of working on Ferraris and all that stuff, then all the little things that I saw him do connected it to like Italian sports car stuff. Like he, he did, um, it's all nickel plated trim, right? Mm-hmm. So the bumpers, everything's all nickel plated. So it's kind of a, a goldish, a goldish chrome, right? And then, on the he, he made these custom door pulls that go across the interior. And then what, what really caught me, because well, obviously what he does is interior, the interior fabrics that he used were wild. It was like this textured, um, it was like a textured fabric down the middle, like a vintage textured fabric. And he started, that's how he started to build in the car. And it was really, the seats are like tight, tight to the, because on the Type 34, there's actually pleats that pull the seats down, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle section of the seat. Just a just a really 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 wild Type 34 Gia. Bumpers were custom done. He put the Beehive uh, taillights on the front, clear ones for turn signals. Then cove the bumper around them, and then had like a the bumpers were painted body color, which was like a green a diamond green, and diamond green gold. And then it had like a piece of aluminum trim around the bumper on top of the chrome, which I was like, no, I don't get that. It's kind of funky. And then the most wild thing about the car is it's got the Mohawk on top of it. So on type 34 gear, there's a double embossing on the front of the hood that comes up mm-hmm. and it starts again at the back of the, at the back of the trunk, it goes into the body line. And all of them have that body line swoop that, that kind of uh, swoop that you see on the side of the quarter panel. Well, he looked at it and, he, and his angle was like, he, he said, you know, I wonder if it was just too much work for them to follow that line through the car. And so he, he, he made that same body line across the roof, which was super wild. And the more you look at the car, the more you see like little tiny stuff that he did. 
that was way cool. So, and he's a super cool cat, man. So we do, he's a, he'll be coming up on a future podcast, but this type 34, if you guys subscribe to any of those magazines, I'm sure you'll, you've, you've known the car. I'll be posting uh, some pictures of it. Again, I've got a video, probably a five or six minute video, just a walk around the whole car. So right? How, how many, I, I watched that on Instagram when you put it up, how many cars were at the show? I think inside the show, like yes. the show cars, it looked pretty empty. Like when you're walking around, was, like it's very spread out. There was a hundred and uh, uh, like a, maybe a I, can't, I don't remember what you call it, maybe a hundred and fifty cars inside. But there were cars outside too because I saw people posting up. Correct. So you go outside. outside cars. Anybody that had a Volkswagen that drove through the show gets to park inside. Which, by the way, uh, my guy Alex. Let me get his last name right so we know who he is. But my guy Alex from Germany, mm-hmm. I ran into him over there, and he's a five-axis CNC Alekin Harlekin. No, 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 no. That's not him. It's a different Alex. Um, let me see here. I know I follow him on this. But Alex had given me um, some pieces that he custom machined, so it's oversized door pins for the front of a Beetle, mm-hmm. and that he custom machines, and then... He gave me a single 36 horsepower pulley instead of like the the big nut and the washer. Mm-hmm. It's machine, so we're gonna, I'm gonna give you give you a couple of those pieces so you can check them out, and then you can do we'll just do just shoot him a little plug and I'll see if I can't plug his stuff for him because uh, he his, oversized door pins. I need some bus ones, not bug ones though. Yeah, uh, and I think he would. I think he'd be the guy that could make them. But like I said, his stuff's <laughs> in Germany, so it might be something that. You know, it makes more sense to buy a bulk order of stuff for the freight, just mm-hmm. because if you're going to ship one nut, it's going to be the same yeah. as ten. But they're made of a, of a hardened steel. Anyway, we'll, we'll do a whole separate product review on that stuff. Yeah. But I ran. So the story with Alex is Alex um, several years ago had. So the craziest thing about this show, I'm half around the world. I run into people that I know that aren't from there, and it was it was really great because getting to run into these people was was super cool because this really shows how small the world is especially when you know you're doing uh, about the vw world yeah yeah i mean it was just it was super cool i'm just wanting to find um find his uh find his name here but so alex calls me 2018 and says uh sends me a message on my dbk vegas website and he says I see you have this bus and you're in Las Vegas. My friend is getting married and I wanted to surprise him and take him and his wife down the strip for a cruise in a Volkswagen. So we're both VW guys. We're really into it here in Germany. So I was like, heck yeah, I'll come over. So he's like, we'll pay you. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to pay me, bro. I'm like, so I cruise over there, stay at the stratosphere and I pick him up, take him for a cruise down the, uh, down the strip and then we bring them back here to the house and they look at all the cars over here and then we switch cars hop in the double cab and I go to take them back and it was really eventful because I was having some issues with the double cab starting or something like that after we stopped to get gas but we saved the day and got him home but yeah it was super cool so I run into him he's from Germany so he's at the show and then as I'm walking around there's a couple that I notice and it's um uh Christian and Oh, I got it. I, I, I wrote it down. What is his wife's name? Why can't I remember? Um, so it's a couple that I met at the Type 3 rally mm-hmm. that happened to be down in Southern California. They're at the Type 3 rally. They're from Australia. Mm-hmm. And they're at that show. And they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what am I doing here? What are you doing here? You're from Australia. And they were taking two weeks to go cruise around 
uh, you're, he's got family in France. And so he decided to finish, visit them. And he grabbed an RV and was like, I'm just going to shoot up to this, this uh, Air Mighty, show, Air Mighty show. So he's there. I run into him, which is wild. And then I meet, I probably meet five or six podcast listeners while I'm there um, and get a bunch of pictures with a bunch of people. And uh, I, luckily, I was while I was there, I'm able to do, I mean, I was working like a dog, dude. I, like the first day I did only two podcasts, but I was just trying to get people, everybody's getting set up and stuff for the show. And then uh, second day, I ended up getting three more podcasts. So I got a total of five. And then when I got back to Andy's shop, his neighbor uh, is a well-known VW drag racing guy. And he was in uh, Drag Racing Hall of Fame there for VW Action Magazine. John Brewster. So I interviewed him. So I ended up, I ended up leaving the UK with a total of six podcasts. So that's, that's something I'm super excited to have because that – it's just a ton of content. A lot of cool guys. I, I, I interviewed Mario, um, Mario from type three headquarters. So he has done a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, NOS type three stuff. Like he's the NOS type three guy up in Europe and, uh, Irv with Irv's customs, Rourke, your Rourke. I interviewed him, Chris Godden. Chris Godden has a late model Gia that he built completely himself. He custom did some three piece, uh, three piece fuchs that he's going to, well, he's working with a company to make them. So he's going to start selling those through his website, which I mentioned on the podcast. And, uh, I talked about some of theirs and I sat with Niels with air mighty. So we hammer out a podcast with Niels nice. from air mighty, get all the whole history of air mighty, how it all came to be, how he started all that stuff. Talked about his collection, a bunch of cool stuff. And then, um, who else do I end up meeting with? I end up meeting with uh, what so, so, some other people. So, what and I can't off the top of my head just trying to remember everybody that I that I ran into. It was just a it was just a great, just a great weekend altogether. The cars there are super cool. There's one car that I met a guy from France, and he had a 13 wheel bus. Grabs and says, "Hey, can I get my picture with you and come check out my bus?" So I check out his bus. It's a super nice 13 wheel deluxe that he's restored. He bought it. Um, he bought it there in Europe. It was exported from back to the, from the States to Europe, restored it. He, he's got a super cool story of tracking down the original owner of it. And it was, uh, he, he works in law enforcement there and we were talking for a little bit and then he reached out to me and said, Hey, can you do any research and track down the original guy that bought this thing? And he gave me the guy's name was a military name. So I'm going to do some research, see if I can track down the guy because he called the guy that bought the bus used mm-hmm. and the guy that bought the bus used bought it in 76 that's a 13 of deluxe and I think, it's a, I think it's a 60 66 and he he kept calling this dude over and over again and this guy finally picks the phone and he goes what is my bus doing in in belgium you know what i mean and so he ends up talking to the guy that bought it and the guy gave him the whole story on the bus told him the bus's name is as is because when it was sold, it was sold as is because it was sold as a used car. And the guy bought it in 1974 for $300 from a dealership. So, but yeah, so many cool cars there. There's a lot of really different styles. Everything that was inside was a past feature in Air Mighty? Yeah, everything's been featured either in Air Mighty or it's been a known car. So it was car. like Dennis Hyde's Gia feature in Air Mighty? Yep. So Andy's, so the whole crew with Andy, mm-hmm. um, so, so when we go there, 
I've got Tony with the red 66 and, and his wife. We've got Jim Dix in the blue Gia. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Lee Masters in the double cab. We've got Andy, and we've got Andy with Dennis Hyde Gia, and we've got Mark with the cow look, the cow look bug. Yeah, right-hand drive. Uh, they took four trophies out of the top 20. Mm-hmm. So they took four trophies, a total of seven the guys from the UK took. But now, mind you, these are all show cars that just drove like 250, 300 miles, mm-hmm. plus took a ferry to come to this thing. And we all, like, it was a super cool trip, super cool trip because these cars are just runners, and they're just like 1776. There's nothing monstrous. One, one of the guys got a big two-liter. Uh, matter of fact, two of the guys have two-liters. And... Uh, but it was just, you know what, as I'm driving in Andy's car, I'm like, Brian, you need to finish. That's all I kept saying. I just got to finish my Gia, dude. I'm like, I got this big monster motor for it. And I don't need a monster motor. I just need the right tranny. And, I, you know, because, like, if you're just cruising, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're talking hours in that Hyde's Gia. And that thing is solid as a rock, quiet inside. We have a conversation, whatever. And it's just cruising. So it was it was super fun. So those guys cleaned up. They all took trophies. Best of show into Herb's son with a famous uh, 90, uh, 90s cow look bug that was a 1954 right-hand drive, original right-hand drive, uh, 54 Beetle that was from England. It had been well-known. And come to find out, there's this John Mayer racing that's a, a guy from England. One of the interesting things Not is... Not the American guitar player? <laughs> <laughs> no. John, so No. No. John Mayer. Mayor, but this is M A H R E or whatever. That's huh? true. Let's uh, move no, 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 no. Even crazier. So this John Mayer, that builds engines, used to be John Mayer Racing. He's the drummer for the Buzzcocks. Crazy, bro. Like OG OG punk band. Well, what, what I'm saying is like, John, Mayer? <laughs> John Mayer. What I'm saying is John Mayer Racing. Yeah. In England, was mm-hmm. an engine builder. This car was really famous because there's a TV show called. Cars and stars in their cars or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this black bug is featured in there doing this crazy nasty burnout with all kinds of with all kinds of power. So but I thought that was super cool because I'm like, man, well that's a double interview for me. But apparently this guy's like a super recluse. Like he lives on an island off of Scotland somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Nobody could hold like he used to be down in the VW scene racing all the time. This is the drummer for the Buzzcock? John Mayer, yeah. So it was really it was, it was really interesting as far as like i didn't even know that because i said oh yeah he's because one guy's telling me he's like yeah he was the drummer for a punk rock band i'm like what punk so, rock band was this so even after the show and everything you guys still had a, a whole two-day adventure to go home oh yeah the ferry so leaving so it's mayor m-a-h-e-r john mayor so john mayor racing he's got a he's got a website so going back to the show we end up loading up the show's over at four so now we've got it's a two two and a half hour ride and i think the the thing loads at like seven o'clock i mean it's gonna be close so we take off and uh i mean like we literally barely make it we're the last we're when i say andy and our are the last car on the boat, like we're the last car and this ramp big, goes up. the ramp goes up, the tailgate's behind us. And it's like, like, dude, we could not have been more like when we first came over the ferry, we were up front. Yeah. When on this ride back, we had just barely squeezed on the ferry. So yeah, we did that another overnight tour. And it, bro, when I tell you it was laughs, dude, it was like, 
It was like being with some of, you, some of my best buddies over here, just, we're just roasting each other, just cracking up, just jokes the whole time. I mean, I got, I'm going to be doing a follow-up with Andy on this trip because there's a whole thing that takes place. This burger place is just it's out of control. And it was just, it was just the wildest, the wildest time. But what was so cool is like, you know, you go across the world, you hang out with these guys. And, and I was talking to Andy and I'm like, I'm like, well, how did we meet? And then I was like, he's like, well, you just messaged me on Instagram and you were like, want to do a podcast with me. And I was like, yeah, that's how we met. We met through the podcast, but we, but we met through the podcast. Then he came out for the show. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we did all that stuff and, and hanging out and just meeting over the phone, just becoming buddies over the phone and FaceTime back and forth. But now Did you have anything with him getting Dennis's gear or no? No. Okay. So that was all. Yeah. I, I didn't even, happening. I didn't even know that was happening. Like VW kid calls me on the side, like, Hey bro, that guy, Andy Finch in the UK got this gear. And, but this was after I'd already talked to him, but he kind of called me, let me know that Andy was picking it up. And then Andy, Andy sent me some stuff on it. Cause but, he did two podcasts with Andy. Cause he did one about the, the hide gear as well. So right. The, the whole story. And if you haven't heard that podcast, go back and listen to it. Cause it's Let's just, it a, it's a crazy story. And to know that that car that he received about a year, a year, two years ago was a show only car. And that car is a show car that just drove 300 miles. All those cars out of Spike's place, all Mm -hmm. of them full blown show cars. These are show cars. And the guys threw their luggage inside and hauled them a couple hundred miles. The advantage when they got over there, they don't like over here. It's a little dangerous with the desert, right? You can chip your paint, stuff like that because there's a lot of stuff on the road. But over there, once they got, the roads in England are terrible, but once we got to the Netherlands, the highways over there are super, like everything's new and flat, and you know they keep their stuff pretty tight over there. But yeah, it was such a good time, man, to go hang out with those guys. It was like, and, and all the guys, like all the guys, Trav, uh, Trav, Mark, Jim, uh, Tony, um, Jim, oh yeah, I already said Jim, Andy, you know, all the guys over there are just totally cool. Like they're all, they're all my boys. Like any of them there or come to town, like come town, hang out. Um, just, just fit right in, you know, just like with your buddies you've been with forever. So it was, it was such a great time. And to be able to do that in those cars is what the coolest thing was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we get back to Andy's shop and I'm not going back home until, so we drive back on, we wake up. So we drive to the ferry Sunday night. It's an overnight ferry. So you go to sleep on the ferry, wake up in the morning uh, at like 5.30 or 6, wake up. And then we uh, got in the cars, got to Andy's place. It's probably So it's Monday now when we're at Andy's place. And it's got to be probably around 11 or 12 o'clock hanging out over there and then Andy's gonna get back to work like he's got all kind of stuff happening in the shop so he's like oh, I'm gonna do this and, and I'm like dude don't be obligated about me I'm like I'll talk to your neighbor and interview him so I interview uh John Brewster for probably I think we're like an hour and 20 minutes on the podcast just getting a bunch Who's of John Brewster history. so John Brewster is one of the early drag racers um uh from from the UK he worked for VW yeah VW drag racer and he had a he drag raced and he just so happens to have the space next to Andy he's the one that, he does all Andy's metal work so he he's got a company called JB Fab mm-hmm. um JB Fab tell you what it's called so J- he does the panel replacement yeah JB's uh JB's elite fabrications if you guys want to follow him on Instagram so he's got a lot of history um, drag racing and his original, he's got a really cool story that you'll hear on the podcast, but he's, 
he had um I'm just gonna go to his pictures here. He's got a car called he's got a car called uh, Unfinished Business. So he does like maintenance. He he grew up in the VW world, like mm-hmm. worked for this uh, company called it's real famous over there. It's Auto Auto Cavan is the name of the company. They were like the big VW place in the early in the early eighties and all that stuff. So he worked for them, drag race for them, did a bunch of stuff, and then now he's out on his own and he's just doing like metal fab work and he does like crazy, crazy rad fab work like mm-hmm. bead roll whatever you want. But he also does full maintenance service and all that stuff builds it doesn't really build your shop or anything shop no no well but it's mostly i mean he he can do anything but he does like he he built all his uh a lot of custom stuff on his on his drag turbo drag bug and stuff like that so he's he's just a well-rounded super skilled dude just not just the nicest guy so got i got to chill with him for a little bit and then uh andy those guys where do we go i think they they we we went found a hotel nearby his house in this old village and so they dropped us off over there we kind of got just freshened up real quick and then went out for dinner when it had thai-ish food it wasn't really thai food because they didn't have any of the traditional thai meals i'm like you guys got this nope you got that nope but you know they called it thai something or other but went had dinner and then the next morning uh evan and i just cruised around the town it was called um uh coglet was the name of the town and we uh, cruised around there for a couple hours just waiting for our van to pick us up. And then it was like, as soon as we're back from the car show and doing all that stuff, it's like, boom, back on the back on the deal again. And then we're off back in the van two hours to go to uh, Coggeshall. Coggeshall is the name of the little village we're in. But we hopped in the van and head back to uh, that and on for a 10-hour flight home, which was, which was, uh, it's, Something I wasn't looking forward to. The, on the flight there, I had the front exit row where you have nobody in front of you, which is nice. But the one these, I mean, they're real tight. The seats are being with it. And when the guy in front of you leans back and he's just eight inches close to your face, starts to get a little claustrophobic for a 10-hour ride. Yeah. So other than the 10-hour trip over there, it's a great time. But totally worth it, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm super glad that I did it. And uh, I made some some serious some serious good friends up there in uh, in the U.K., so... I would definitely, and the Air Mighty show is going to be every two years. It's not mm-hmm. every year. So uh, the next one will be in 25. So that'll give everybody enough time to, I mean, it's it's worth it to go do and it's cool. There's not a lot to do in the Netherlands. I mean, I guess if you like to party and drink and stuff like that, there's always like the downtown area where everybody was. And we went down there after dinner just kind of met up with herbs guys and a bunch of people like that it was pretty crazy it was a lot it was a lot going on but it's like an open kind of old downtown area where it's mm-hmm. a bunch of outdoors eating and stuff like that so it's pretty cool man it's, it was a, uh, it was definitely a great time uh two times to europe in in one year is a lot you know yeah, what I mean? just just the flights is that it's 10 hours on a tube in the sky is a long time so uh but yeah totally rad i mean it could it couldn't have been it couldn't have been more fun, man. I mean, all it did was doing that motivated me so much to come back. And I was like, I got to focus in on my gear. My, my, my gear is not that far. It's just it's just weeks of doing little things to get it done. It's like the first thing I do is knock out the suspension. How to eat an elephant one bite at a time. Right. That's all it takes. Just well, it. Yeah. And I just got to keep my attention from getting diverted because I get too many things popping That's up. That's impossible. Well, I have this get weekend. You, get a dry erase board. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I didn't schedule a swap meet this weekend. 
You did. You are in charge of your time. No one else is in charge of it but you. Yeah, I, I don't have and a you choice. You step on my toes, too, with that, too, because I get roped into this well, malarkey. Well, listen, it's the sacrifice you get for him. Such this a cool might brother. be the last auto swap meet, people. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was that was super cool. And if you guys get a chance to go to Europe, it's it's really... I love Air Mighty Magazine because it's a dope magazine. And just the way the cars looked on the pallets, the quality of cars that were there... Yeah, I'm with Niels on that. It's quality over quantity, in yeah. my opinion, always. And that's the thing with the inside of the show. The inside of the show is like all the, and, and and the thing is, there was a couple like ratty cars in there, but these were ratty cars that the whole chassis done underneath and all that stuff. But they kind of have. Everybody's always featured Patina's cars, though. I remember right, that. right. Yeah. They they, they kind of have a whole vibe to them. So <clears throat> it was super. And I cool. don't have a problem with but with a Patina car if is it if it is a solid car. If they have the nice underpinnings or like that. Yeah. Know. What was what was interesting? I is, drive one. So what am I? Talking what, about? what was interesting is in the inside of the, when you're inside the venue, you can't go buy a drink or any kind of stuff. You have to go buy these little plastic chips that are worth like three bucks a piece, and these have like the A for the Air Mighty on them. Mm-hmm. And so you'd had to go to a window and give them cash for these for these plastic chips. To and get then, a soda. Then you'd buy something. You had to use the plastic chips. I guess that's so people aren't handling money. I don't know, but Is, was that like a restriction? It was for just health reasons. What, no, when you're no, just when you're in there. I, I think it's I think it's so they can control the money. So one, oh. the money goes in one location, and there's nothing. There's no funny business. Yeah. But yeah, I drank a lot of Red Bull uh, up there because they don't got no the, the drinks they do have. Are they not don't have drinks. Blue Monster no, or Rockstar. No. no, it's hard to Whatever find. Does out he drink Blue Rockstar, dude? Malarkey. But yeah, it was a good time. The the swap meet outside was. Uh, um, I didn't really want to look around. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of vendors and stuff there doing swaps. You have and the problem of trying to get it home. New too. Part. Yeah, that's yeah. why I didn't, want, I didn't want to look at anything. Plus, I mean, it's like you'd find something super cool and it's where, big. Yeah, where do you start, right? Like, where do you start when you're looking at stuff? So, anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was my last couple of weeks, man. So I'm kind of the crazy part is like I'm I'm kind of like traveled out. Like I'm okay if I don't travel for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking forward to the show coming up. Um, I'm looking forward to our show. Yeah. That's going to be a blast. And then right after that, the next weekend's Octo. And I'm looking forward to doing that drive down there. Yeah. So the plan is uh, one of the things is Andy's going to go down to LA for some, for that, like that part of that week. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to meet us at Octo and then drive back with all of us from Octo. Unfortunately, I'm probably trailering down there because I've got to bring another car for something else to drop off over there. So I got myself, yeah. I got myself roped into something else. Always roping. So. Roper. But yeah, so uh, what's new with uh, you over there, George T? Oh, just living in the dream. We got a uh, we got a bus to move on hydraulics today, which was pretty darn cool. My bus. Yeah, it's Bill's bus. I actually got to go up and down. I would have taken a video of it, but every time I'd set a camera up, it wouldn't move every time I hit the switch because the battery I was trying to use was dead as a doornail. What about the battery that's in the bus? Uh, what battery would that be? There's no motor in the bus. There's nothing in the bus. Well, where's the battery that was in it? I don't know. I don't know. I'll look on your rack, but I don't know. Yeah, because I, I mean, we drove in there running, right? We pulled. We pulled. We only pulled yeah, the, the motor out in your car to put in the double cab. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The battery might be on the rack or something. I don't know. Well, well it's been there four years. So that battery's probably dead as a doornail too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? It's Good times. Fresh and been on a tender. Good times. So did you, did you? Did you lift the bus up and it stayed there? Yeah, it's uh, it's up right now. Okay. It's up like almost stock height now. The how does back it steer? Guys, dude. The back how does it, skies. How does it steer? 
Pine. How does it steer with the rack and pinion? Noticeably different or no I noticeable it from different? one space to the other. So it's not like it was right. like, oh, this is so easy with this rack and pinion. Right. I didn't catch that. But we also got a bunch of work happening on Andy Finch's. I got a YouTube channel right now, The Wagon on YouTube. And this week's video will be the installation of, of Cage 66 drop plates, one inch drop plates in the rear of uh, Gia. So that'll be a cool little video coming up. <sighs> and I think this week I'll be filming a steering box raise. That's a big commitment right there to, to, to put in video, but I'm going to go for it. This week, a steering box That's race? That's what I'm going to film this week. I'll be filming that. On, um, not this week. Next week on Monday, I'm going I'm to film that one. Yeah, that's a... I mean, it's, it's what a lot of people are doing. I think some of the... You really need to do a video on tuning carbs. You got to do that. I've actually got a couple requests for that, so I will be doing that. But that that's right time, right place. Like, I need... Everything that's been filmed thus far for my show has or for my channel has been for... Or, or has been because I'm doing it at the time. Right. I just hap haven't happened to have to sink carbs. And when I did, there's like a couple of little screw turns here and there. It's not the true essence of a carb sinking video because it's much more detailed than that. And that's going to be a long video. Yeah, I'm telling you, you know, after riding with those guys in that car, all I could think is like. Get your hand out your mouth. It sounds funny on the. Thing it's all right. Everybody's just, everybody's just fine. All I was thinking about was my. With on the rag chop, I've got to change a transaxle in that thing because it's geared too short. It's 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 RPMs are way too high for the speed I'm doing on the freeway, mm -hmm. and I'd like to get it uh, a little bit. So it's more of a cruiser. More of a cruiser. <coughs> I'm look, and I'm looking at the picture, and it sits lower in the front than it does in that picture. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'm going to raise the front up a little bit just because. Yeah, just the beam raise it. A a the front kind of hits some stuff when you're. Did pulling we change the, the beam on it? We did. We, <coughs> we put did. a narrowed beam on it. So all we got to do is raise it up a little bit. It should have adjustable. Yeah, so, um, yeah, anyway, um, I'm trying to think what else I got going on. So I got I talked to Buddy recently about the split. Uh, he's working on the pan. He's, his goal is to get it back on the pan here within a reasonable amount of time and then just get it back over to me with the body bolted on the pan, and mm -hmm. then I just got to finish it from there, you know, windows and all the – just finish and basically finish the shell, so – my goal is to get the Type 34 put together before then, and now I'm just sitting here back and forth in my head with the motor because I'm like, I've got a big 2276 to go in it right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know I, I sent Russell the carbs and stuff like that, and then he was like, well, we got to get manifolds. And then I, don't, I, think, I think it's kind of waiting right now, but it, I almost just want to just pick up the I long block. For, if, you, if they're 44s? They're, no, they're, IDFs? they're DCNFs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't be a hater, bro. Yeah, yeah. Gary, I just Berg, worked on uh, Gary Berg gotcha. says. I got you. I just did Ronnie Pinkerton square back, and he had DC and F's on it, and they were fine, but they're just not crisp. That's one thing I'm gonna say. Like the snap I can get out of a set of IDFs mm -hmm. compared to DC and F's. Yeah, but you're talking better, about, but you're, but you're talking about a, a, you're talking about short manifold, a really short manifold car. Uh huh. That makes a big difference. And the snappiness, bro. I don't care what you say because yeah, it's, it's all about the flow. But yeah, but I can get squarebacks on HP on HPMXs or IDFs to be snappy. Mm, I don't know about all that. Yeah, you we'll had see, Dells bro. on yours, bro. We'll see with an intake leak. Who? The your last squareback. Oh, you I'm I, I wasn't even talking about that last squareback, which I regret selling, but nonetheless. Justin kind of hit me up about lowering in the front. I said I made a video on it. You can watch it yourself and do it. It's too low. It's too low already. Yeah, let's put it lower. I said if you if you lower it any more than it is now, you're gonna have to shave the nuts on the back. Watch the video. That's you can shave your nuts. That's the uh, that's the other thing about driving with all those guys. 
Andy's car sits super low, the Ghia, and uh-huh. he's got he's got air shocks in the front to raise the front up. So anytime it gets into like a uh-huh. a situation How's where it ride when it's up, good. It right, it, yeah, right. Is he fine. running those new line bug ones that no, raise and no. then have a separate shock? No, no, no. He's running just Monroe air shocks in the front. Yeah, raise it up when he drives, like especially when we start mm-hmm. hitting some of the low stuff. Because every time we go over something, it was scrape on his side. So yeah, weird. That's super weird. But yeah, it's um, yeah. That t- if you plan on lowering that, we should shave the front of yours as well. Not that difficult. No, to do. I don't. I, I don't like super. Uh, after driving with these guys all those miles, I don't like. I he mean, just said how Andy's gear was super. Low. <clears throat> no, he does, bro. And I don't. I don't know. How he doesn't, bro. I don't know. How he, I mean, he's, he's commitment, bro. That's he's mystical, dude. He's, he's mystical, and magical. But everybody's got those air shocks in the front. I mean, uh, Jim's got them on his car. Everybody that sits low's got. I mean, Lee didn't have them because Lee was rubbing. Lee was rubbing tires in the double cab, but he didn't tub his double cab, and he's low, and it's yeah. like. As soon as he had him and Evan there, dude, every time they hit a dip, of course, you know what happens in a bus yeah, is not tough. Inside lip. So. So what, that's on 15-inch wheels, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not as bad. Once you start dipping in 17s, your car doesn't even move anymore when it's juiced out. Can't even say aired out. It's juiced out. It won't move in the front anymore. It's too low. Did the, the rams move relatively quick? Yeah. When so. they move, they go, drink. Nice. So I filled it and bled it today. Did all the wiring. I've got a, two batteries charging right now. So hopefully tomorrow I'll actually be able to post a reel about it with the bus going up and down, hopefully. And then uh, re-index the rear. Yeah, the back's got to get re-indexed so bad. It's it's so funny because the front will literally dang near put the nose of the bus on the ground because the back is so high when the front goes down, yeah, it goes down extreme. Also, we've got a two-inch raised beam. I the know. beam is raised. You guys got crazy on that front end. Wow, it's almost too well. It is too low now because now when it, it when it juices out, it doesn't move. Your wheels uh, are in your tubs, like right stuffed like up stuffed in there. in there. They're broken in there, like there you couldn't roll it. So if there was ever a hydraulic failure, I hope not. Thing yeah, stuck there. It wouldn't. Be but the good thing failure. is, if there was a hydraulic failure, say in the rear, it's not going to affect the front. They're on separate surfaces. Yeah, but there's no there's no way to have a hydraulic failure. No, there like isn't. That. No, and you especially mean, like if you look at the way we installed it, your line is secured. But every but the foot going just the down duty the duty cycle on those cylinders. Yeah, you'd have a failure from something like a line failing or something like that. It's not going to be from the ram. What I'm saying anything. is, you wouldn't even have that because the, the amount of pressure that that pump builds, the lines the lines are designed for ten times the amount of yeah. pressure that can build. So. Those lift gate motors don't do it, which is why I thought the system was a great concept that needs. It's an uh, it excellent concept. Actually, so much refining. It's an it, understatement. Well, it it would need somebody to take it over to build it. That would be giving detailed instructions and potentially make a video for the installation for people. Um, and it needs to be a more complete kit, meaning like. The steering should be accounted for. If I can buy a, a creative engineering rack and pinion steering and I get a steering column and a steering shaft and everything with it, why couldn't that Demon Motorsport come with it? But regardless, it looks beautiful now. I'm stoked on it. we got your, your Spring Alex steering wheel in there, which we've been trying to get in there for years, and it's in there now. That steering wheel um, does look good. It looks really good in there. It's a little small, but I think because of the rack and pinion, it's going to be workable. Because yeah. it isn't. Like when I moved it, it isn't hard. Like I'm, I'm pushing the car by myself. And steering it through the window, and it's not difficult to steer. So I think you're going to be fine. Yeah. So I got to do a couple of mods. I got to get your bay tank in, and I want to put your motor compartment in high build epoxy prime. So when Kenny gets it, he can just spray. He yeah. can just do what he's going to do. So 
And I got to do the body work on your rear apron. Or give that to Kenny if Kenny's willing to finish it. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, I'm looking forward to getting that thing back on the road. And then I just got to figure out. I got to, I got to, I don't know. I got, I got so much stuff going on. You do have a lot. What, what is going on with the carbon cab motor? Anything? Any updates? Well, I haven't even stopped by there to see what's going Let's on. Let's make with the a plan cab. for that this week just to check yeah. in and let know, especially now that that thing is able to move. You yeah. know, it'd be a nice start buttoning some of the stuff up on it. No, no doubt. Because I'm sure if you do give it to Kenny Fitz or a spray, he'll get it done in a timely manner. And then I, it's going to be on us to get it back together yeah, and get it and, running. And I might, I, I need, I may need have to, um, Need, may need to reach out to Nick with air interiors and just have him quote me all the panels to ship over the panels from uh, from the UK for my bus, so I could do that uh, that seating because I I, yeah. re- I really like the the seating that he has in there. Um, there's another guy named Mark up there in the UK that's got that barn door, uh, the right hand drive barn door that was uh, on the five spokes American Racings, and he had no uh, one of Nick's interiors in there. It was it was super cool, and I thought, you know what? I just gotta get. I, I just gotta just bite the bullet and and have Nick design whatever it is, and just have him send me the panels. And I'll got, give him a. I'll give him the measurement as to where the pump. Oh, where the pump and everything exists to make sure that whatever his template is is going to fit over. Which I'm 100 percent confident. Obviously, you couldn't put a stock seat back in there because of the stock legs, but. As far as a bench, if anybody's going to build it, that stuff should easily fit where I, where I place the pump and all that stuff. Yeah, I want to get um, I want to get I just want once that bus leaves to get painted, I want it to just go from one thing to the next to the next mm-hmm. and just get it back on the road. I don't want it. To, I, I can't I can't handle it dying no more because I looked at the video the other day. It was 2018 when I tore it apart, and I'm like, I should have never tore it apart. But I'm where I'm where I'm at now, and it should be so much different of a bus now when it hits the road. I mean, it's like a whole a whole new bus. Yeah. So. Um, actually the thought struck me like to actually take the logos and have them actually painted on the paint, but you know, like the, the bull run logos, if I was going to do that, but change everything from bullrun.com to let's talk dubs, but, um, and put the old one and everything back on it. I thought that for a second. No, you never know. I'd have Kenny do top and bottom. Unfortunately, you're going to have to repaint everything, but there's so many scratches on the red. And like, if you have this really beautiful black, it's like there, there yeah. was so like I'm looking at it, it's like where where the where the belly pans were welded on, the rockers all have the paint missing along there. It's just like it, it's again at the point now. It's gonna be like, hey Kenny, you're gonna be painting the red too. Mm. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm trying to avoid. I, again, just I'm, the exterior. I, yeah, the interior I'm just trying not to keep going down a, another rabbit hole and another rabbit yeah. hole. I just want the car back on the road again. I looked at the video the other day from 2018. I thought I wish I never tore this thing apart because I just I just don't like having it apart and having another project i didn't need when i thought it was gonna be a simple roof swap and then it turned into a roof swap a simple roof swap uh, roof swap you know then, just rip the roof off the car and change it completely well uh, again i thought it was going to be a little more simple than it was but listen it blew up into what it is and there's nothing i could change about that but we also weren't planning on doing a hydraulic system when you first ordered apart. correct correct and that's the trouble the podcast gets you into because you hear some that's stuff it. and then uh you get sold and next thing you know bro next thing you know you're a customer so you're um, a customer crony yeah so the the plan is uh after one crazy weekend is octo and then i think it kind of quiets down for the rest of the year i don't know what else would be coming up but it's definitely uh, been a year full of crazy stuff uh the prison podcast i just finished episode eight i sent it off to ryan connect about two weeks ago so 
think I might get it back in a week or so. So if you're interested in seeing, hearing how the end of that works out, that's the final episode. And that one uh, should be out in the next couple of weeks. So that'd be cool. Get that done. Get that. Be, just so many things I had on my plate to do. And it took me forever. It took me three, four months just to get that last episode recorded. Because the last episode had a lot going on. And I think it's like an hour and a half long. But yeah, I got that done. And uh, my goal, my goal for the rest of this year is just, I really want to get the Type 34, especially after seeing all those cars. I'm just, I'm just kind of like, I just want my Type 34 to be a turnkey driver. Like after riding with Andy and the Gia, I'm like, I don't need it to have a 2276 and all kinds of difficult stuff. I need it to be like bulletproof reliable, turn the key, it starts, and I just go. You know what I mean? Like, because again, you know, sometimes you get displacement doesn't make it unreliable. Well, not saying that, but what I'm what I'm talking about is like. Some of those smaller motors just just run for they're like super reliable. You just simplify run what you're having on it. Like if you're going to have those, like you're you, the DCNFs, why, why? Because they fit underneath the decklid. So do so do IDFs. They no, fit under the decklid as well. And you put the Ram Pros on them, and they'll run better. I I have the manifold sitting at the shop for them. So manifold search for just buy some HPMX cars and put them on the darn thing. I, or I spring have four, for I have 48 IDFs over here. There you go. We're done and done. Chrome. Keep it simple. Chrome and the, and if you want to get so things on. done in your cars, you need to start making lists and start knocking these things out on your list. So you have the shorty manifolds. Yep, that'll work for the wedge port heads. They're real fat. No, they'll bases. have to be uh, ported. Well, to match, they need to be welded. I don't know. That'd be there. I don't know. That's probably going to be uh, the the week that I go down for the Octo show. That's probably going to be going on with that. Go to yeah. Russell's and kind of figure out where all that's at because I still need to get all my steering rods and stuff so I can at least get the front end going. Wheels are powder coated the wrong color, so I need to get that situated. You know, so I got to drop wheels off to get repowder coated, so I can get tires mounted on. So that because just getting that car to sit on the ground and steering wheel connected would get me so motivated to just finish the rest of the car. You know what I mean? So and after seeing uh, Rorke's car with the Gia with the interior, bro, I'm telling you, when you see, wait to see my video on that. Like the the detail stuff that he has on that car mm -hmm. is so cool. And once, well, I, was, I was watching the video that you put on yeah. Instagram. Once you understand like all the, the stuff that he did, stuff, I saw it. That's that's from when I saw the head. That's the first thing I saw. I'm like, what is those headrests? Like, you know, I'm judging this car from 24. Like, bro, mm -hmm. what is going on over here? Then when I got over there, talked to him, figured out what he does, and then he told me the inspiration because he works on Italian cars at the time. Like, this is how Italian cars are. You know, like the rear parcel tray being black instead of upholstery color because Ferraris all have like a black rim, dashboard, door panels, caps, all the stuff, rear deck, it's all black. The lower color is something else. And so then there was a footrest bar underneath. And then, you know, he just had a lot of super cool pieces, you know. So it's uh, it got me super motivated. You know, riding in the Andes gear and knowing that I got like a, an adult size gear, mm -hmm. I was super, super pumped up. Like, man, I just got to get my car on the road. And as much as I, and, I'm, and I might even, that's my problem. Like I might even change seats. Like the type 34 seats are meh, you know, they're nothing, nothing to scream about from comfort wise. And then they're really big, you know? And so I'm thinking if I put a little more of a sport seat in there with low back, mm -hmm. uh, give me some more interior room and just be nice. I mean, that's, that's my problem. It's like, I started building a car. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, you, this, this, change and this. something up on that. And like, and then it just keeps snowballing. So I think the problem's you. It, it the is. The problem is you. It is. Figure it out. So 
Take a deep dive right now. The problem is you. But anyway, so I don't know. I think this is wraps. I think this wraps it up. We've got everything kind of. All right, everybody. Discussed. One crazy weekend, October sixth and seventh in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. It's going to be good times. You get a chance to win fifteen hundred dollars in that poker run. Fifteen hundred dollars. Somebody. And it's a good time. Yeah. Somebody. Listen. So our stops right now are SoCal Speed Shop, Nevada Off Road Buggy, The Wagon, The Orleans. Yeah, there's one more spot. It's gonna be disclosed soon, sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. You worry too much. I'm not worried about it. It's gonna be good times, everybody. Yeah, it'd be a great, really good. Times. It'd be a great time. I think. I think we may have to relocate the, the family thing just because it's 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 so it's so far out of the way. Yeah, the dealership is is a trek. <clears throat> it's actually another town called Henderson. If you're familiar with Nevada, it's in Henderson. So, <clears throat> I think the I I looped, I looped the. Uh, the the the, the route. run because there's a guy coming with an electric bug and want to know the, the distance of the whole thing, and it's 44 miles currently as it is, so we'll probably shave 20 miles off that by having a different, if not more. Yeah, you know, because I think Just it, by it, it that. might be, it, it, it might be somewhere in the neighborhood of of maybe the Beetle Bar is our four stop. We'll see, we'll see. We'll, we'll don't worry, it, it'll we'll be worth that out. it. Will be worth it. Trust Sunday me. morning, at the wagon. 9 a.m. We're doing a bike ride. For anybody who made it this far in the podcast. Okay, be clear. Be clear. After Sunday, the show. October 8th. After the show. Sunday when, morning, October right. 8th, 9 a.m. At the wagon. We're doing a bike ride. You ain't you making made it. it. You this, are not making it there at 9 o'clock in the morning. I don't care what you, you say. Whatever you want, bro. I'm there at 730 every morning. Why wouldn't yeah, I make it there at 9? Because Saturday night, you're going to stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning hanging out with everybody at the hotel. No. You say regardless, you nine o'clock, ride at the wagon, bring a bike. It'll be good times. Downtown Las Vegas ride. If you made it this far and you show up, you're going on a ride with us. Yeah. That's so. it. Nope. Until what? So, guys, uh, don't forget to check out our sponsors, VW Trends Magazine. Uh, subscribe today at vwtrendsmagazine.com and also Ross Wolf, which I'm pretty sure the guys from Ross Wolf are going to be down. They will be at the event. So Eric Black uh, just bought he, his double cab. Oh, did he? Eric, he did. Eric bought his double cab. He did. Nice. He texted me while I was in, and it, well, he was in Utah. And he said, "What do you think of Jason's double cab?" And he told me the price, and I said, "Super fair price, like super super fair price." Right. And so I'm thinking, like, oh, he got it, cool, because he's like, "That's why I said, that's what I thought too." So I talked to Scott Moses, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Eric bought that double cab. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, I'm stoked for him. And then Eric comes over to my shop to bring lunch over and just hang out. And I said, dude, I'm so stoked you got there. He said, but I didn't get it. He said, some guy offered to trade him for a 911, like straight across. So Jason was going for that. And I was like, oh, what a bummer, dude. And then another guy. So hold on. So <clears> he <throat> didn't get it? Because you just brought, brought me into the story he saying he got it. it. He didn't get it that day. Because right after the Porsche guy came up to him, another guy came up and offered him full asking price. and said, yeah, I'll give it to you cash. So when Eric finally would have talked to him, he said, hey, yeah, not a problem. I, I already got two offers, and I think I'm going to take the one trading for the Porsche. The guy backed out of trading for the Porsche. The guy who offered the full price offer, it was contingent on him selling his business. <laughs> no. So Eric swooped in, and he got himself a double cab. And nice. I think it's a clean double cap. I it mean, I, he drove all the way to, to Octo with us without a, a hiccup. So mm -hmm. I was like, bro, you already know it's a driver. You know, you couldn't build it for that much for what you paid for it. So, yeah, great I'm trying, deal. I'm trying to think about the double cap longest hair. 
Scott Moses. Nope. <laughs> no, I owned it before Scott. Yeah, but so, Scott's had his longest. No. As far as one person owning it the whole time, he's had it the longest. No, bro. Scott wins. <laughs> he doesn't, bro, because it was my double cab. It was my first. It was my double cab. Second, I gave it a Secondly. Name. Yeah. Forget it, bro. But anyway, his was his his was ugly when mine was finished. Which my finishing mine, if I never finished mine, his would still be in that ugly red Zolotone, bro. He would be like, ah, oh, it's cool, bro. And when I finished that Moses retardation. when I when I finished my bus, that's what motivated him to he had to get some paint on his because he couldn't be one up. All right, guys, I'm at 750 subscribers, 748. Let's get me up to a thousand, guys. Go to the wagon on YouTube. You want to talk in the microphone, George? Go to the wagon on YouTube. Oh, look at that. Check it out. The wagon, W A G E N. Yeah. Subscribe. The wagon to YouTube. Like, if you guys are looking comment. for, if you guys are looking for uh, a lot of how-to videos uh, that are maintenance stuff and things to do and and modifications for your Volkswagen, that's the spot to go to. So go check out George's what George go George. Go check out George's YouTube channel at The Wagon on YouTube. So look at it. I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. And until next week, guys, later. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. Volkswagen.